0: Heavenly Father, we come before you again, and we're just so thankful that you brought us together and that we can we can come to one another and we can share our hearts and share what's going on in our lives and 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 seek you and in, in everything. So right now I ask that you would you would be with David as he goes under the knife and, and all that's gonna go on in his shoulder. Well, I pray that you would be. Closely involved, that there would be no hiccups, that you would just make that a smooth operation and the recovery time. I pray that you would be involved with that as well and, and smooth that out. Um, also, pray, Lord, for Shavi and her her job situation. So thankful that you have uh, motivated her to move from from a bad environment, and just pray that you bless her. Uh, I pray for Trion and all that she is. Uh, well you know you know what's, what's going on Lord in, in, in the situation we just pray that your hand would be uh, inviting and upon her and that it would comfort her we pray for comfort for her Lord I <clears throat> pray for Sandy's parents as well that that the house uh, would actually sell and they could be done with with the uh, West Coast and, and we long to, to fellowship with them and again, we just thank you so much, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So last time I spoke, uh, I really just wanted to open it up and, and allow people to share, uh, I don't know, testimony or, or even even something they've been reading lately that uh, God has really just, uh, I don't know, just shined a light on or, or even just motivated them. So if anybody has anything, feel free uh to,
1: to share, uh, I have something as always. <laughs> feel kind of silly always having something. I don't want to be the dude it's like, I'm going to, I not want be that dude. Yeah, we're rolling We want to hear it.
2: it. No, this is just a,
1: you know, this stuff has been on my mind a lot recently from reading certain stuff and thinking about these things. And this is kind of what I was, this is what I've been looking at a lot recently. This is just a short devotional. But it, man, it's really worth taking a look at what this is, um, and just kind of, I don't know, analyzing it through the week, possibly. Um, so, the title of this is says, "Holiness means healing," uh, and this translation is out of the Message translation, which is a mm-hmm. paraphrase, as everyone knows. Fix your attention on God; you'll be changed from the inside out. <laughs> So he's written here, it seems that much of what Christians believe they are called to do is a cluster of activities that include regular church attendance, Bible study, giving and attendance. <laughs> right. Regular
3: church
1: attendance Silence. It's like this long, it's like it's like three sentences. It seems that much of what Christians believe they are called to do is a cluster of activities that include regular church attendance, Bible study, giving and attendance, and attending the regular annual church retreat. Now, what is all this activity supposed to do to us? If it's not restoring the whole person, good Lord, (laughs) Emmy, Tune it out. Trying. If it's not restoring the whole person, it may not be completely missing it may be completely missing the point of what God is after in our life. To heal, to heal us as human beings. It might help to contrast this with a couple of other popular options out there. You have the self-help movement's goal of getting your life working, helping you with your anxiety or your weight problem. It is right and it is wrong. I believe with all my heart that God wants life for us there. But when we focus on fixing problems, the transformation of our character is missed. Then you have what we call the Righteousness Christianity, focusing mostly on sin and the loss of morality. A great deal of energy is spent trying to make people behave, and it is right and it is wrong. Yes, we're supposed to live godly lives, but where's the joy and the intimacy with God? God is restoring the creation He made. Whatever holiness truly is, the effect of it is healing. That's what it does to a person. Is the Christianity you are living healing your life? Is it ushering in restoration? If not, you might want to ask Jesus if he has something new for you. So, <clears throat> I mean, that can just tear down. Uh, it flies in the face of what, what i just lived through for the last five years. So, and I've been saying it a lot, but it's just bears repeating that just this behavioral modification, sin management program, it doesn't work. And even though I know it doesn't work, even though... I'm being taught that if the fruit is not there by the lives, it's just not going it to, it just doesn't stick. So hammering these things into my mind is extremely helpful. Um, and like I said in my prayer, which is just so huge, the behavior doesn't equal more love, but I, it's just so weird that we get caught up in that. You know, you, you rest in the love and the behavior, the behavior changes. So just getting caught up in, in these things is... Oh man, it's very unhealthy. Very unhealthy, and I'm just trying myself to just receive these things and to keep receiving them because they to slip away.
4: So. Yeah, well, we were talking about that and enjoying the beauty of life, not just the beauty of women, beauty of the world, like life, living life in so many ways. And I had a line that come. I almost posted it on social media. I was like, "There's without the context and everything." I didn't, but I still wrote it down because it was like. Religion destroys beauty, but Jesus sets her free. Uh And I was like, "Uh, that's so interesting because it's like, you know, category of religion, all the Christian and Jesus and there and Judaism and there's all these different things, but I don't know, it's like, man, that's really interesting. It's like one of those words, like all that stigma that goes with the word and everything. Yeah. But it's, it's just because it's gotten so mixed up, right. like pharisaical. I mean, the Pharisees were religious spirits, you know, religious example of like burdens that men can't carry, not letting through the know, doors. It's like the door to freedom. I think that's really what I feel like now is it's many things, but like those doors that they didn't go into that they also wouldn't let others is like the freedom of Jesus, enjoying beauty enjoying desire, you know, good desire, consecrating desire, you know, like all these gifts. Yeah, so obviously we talk all the time because we live together, so that's a huge benefit. But, I mean, really trying to stop trying to, really just putting off that old, like, trying to suppress the weight of who I am, you know, which done for five years, or at least most of it, you know. It doesn't mean I want to just, you know, look for... You know, fights to pick and stuff like that or look for opportunities to, you know, blow people away with my personality gun or anything. But man, just stop the worry, anxiety, of fear, all that kind of fit into a box. Yeah, I can be a mess at times. Who isn't other than Jesus? me. <laughs> but, you know, that's fine. And another thing, too, is like mistakes are so viewed in the right light, now like part of my story like we all have a story that felt like when I became a Christian that was part of life like yes all the stuff that's all I don't understand it all but past, present, future all that it's just uh, the good and the bad it's really all good
0: well I think you and I have talked recently and I've kind of shared with you and a couple others that kind of speaking to what you were reading it's like I have allowed myself to believe things about Jesus that are true. And I had a better, not knowledge of Jesus, but I had a better relationship with Jesus prior to the organization I was a part of. And, uh, you know, it got a little a little Gnostic for me, you know, to where it was just like the information, the knowledge, the, this is and, and even though we would say, this is not what saves you, I was kind of living like it was it's like you know my heart was not there but I'm here on Saturday or my heart is not there but I will you know do my best not to murder somebody with my boss you know it's like it's just like that it it became very Gnostic for me uh, which was interesting Cause we were hearing and saying the things I was, I say we, I was hearing and saying the things that I knew were needed to be said and and I was focusing on the things that I was hearing that I knew just to kind of fit me as a puzzle piece into this puzzle and, and so I think since there's been freedom from some of that and, and it's really kind of wrecked a lot of things because it's kind of it's like an explosion yeah you've removed the thing but you've got particles going every direction and you've got to piece stuff back together um, and so trying to oops, trying to find the pieces to, to pull them back together is a, it's a very uncomfortable and difficult process I mean it's painful painful for me I don't know if we're all feeling that If, unless anybody else has anything, I figure we, we would start with Peter. Did you
3: say first for a second? Or first. Three? He
0: was keeping us in
3: suspense.
0: I, I just said Peter. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say.
2: Michael did it last time too. It's like, oh, really? start in Romans and then like 20 minutes tick by.
0: Uh, I'd like to. Uh, again, I don't really have a message, but I do like the thought of us coming together and just reading and hearing the Word of God. Um, so I'd like, uh, whoever would like to read, I'm not, I don't read goodly. So sure, I would love for other people to read betterly than I do. I'll um, read. What were you thinking? Um, so, verse three through yeah. nine, chapter one. <coughs> yes. Okay. Chapter
4: First Peter. First Peter one three nine. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again, that is to be reborn from above. Mom spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose, to an ever-living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, born anew into an inheritance which is imperishable, beyond the reach of change, and undefiled and unfading, reserved in heaven for you, who are being protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. In this you rejoice greatly, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, which is more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may be found to result in your praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and though you do not even see him now, you believe and trust in him and you greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible and glorious joy, receiving as the result the outcome, the consummation of your faith, the salvation of your souls.
1: keep
0: going? Well, uh, I was trying to see if anybody had anything to add to that. Um, what are you today? What are
1: you You know the first thing that I thought of was the um, thing I think about in my life and stuff is going down is the, uh, my loss of hope. And Peter, this is such an encouraging thing. He's talking about what's taking place inside of us for the restoration of all things. And I think about that scripture somewhere in Peter, where it says, always be ready. Um, it's about 316, I think, if I remember. Always be ready to give an account. But then the last part is because of the hope that's within that's you. That's exactly right. Almost as if people are like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't what is questions? going on that you? No, that's you. what it says. What yeah. is this that's going on? What is yeah. this hope that you have? And the hope gets lost. Like the hope, I, it's so <laughs> unbelievable to think about, that all things restored, I'll be able to look in your eyes without having to look away because of awkward li- like that's gone. That's all gone. New bodies, all the stuff Jesus was able to do. How do we forget all that? That's where the hope needs to be fixed, you know. It's unbelievable. I just I leave hope behind, you know. But again, like we were talking about last week, attaching yourself again to the divine side. It is true. Here? What is true? Well, I start thinking about the restoration and the things that I want to do after restoration, walking on beaches, Campfire stories that will be told. Like, this is unreal. And the way I thought of it before was as if it was a eternal church service in the sky. And I thought, this is not good news. i yeah. to be honest, this sucks. I don't want an eternal church service. That's, that's not fun. How is that good news? If you love the Lord, though, it's all church, right? I know what you mean. I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is the way we do Western no, no, no. church. Right, right. Really, I want this to be over with right now. Because I don't think we've gotten it right. I used to race. think that when
2: I was a kid. I was like, if heaven is like what people say it is, if it's just we're wearing masks, we're plucking on harps. And I don't want to go. Yeah. It sounds like hell to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, but if you know the Lord, though, I mean, as you come to know him, not like any of us really fully do, but we come to know him better. You know he's exciting. I love that. You know where he says, Behold, I make all things new. All things new. If you catch that in its original, it is behold, I am continually always making all things ever new. You know, it's always fresh and exciting with him. And I think, based on what I can tell from scripture, it'll never get predictable. It'll never all be known. It'll always be like an aha over the next hill, around the next corner. Yeah. We just, we catch the faintest hint, you know? But uh, I have a question about what you were saying earlier that struck me, which is, how do you protect yourself against going through the motions, like that idea, like you got to earn it, you got to work it up, or you're focusing on the externals. What, what do you do? Prevent sliding off on that side of
1: things. You know? um, well, I'll say what's true, you know, like in this moment,
2: I can
1: just rest in your love in moment. That oh, sounds a little cliche. No, no,
2: no, I think that's it. You know, the, the commandment to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength. You're kind of so, there's a reason I think that he starts with the heart. There's a reason that he tells the Ephesians you know, you start with your first love. Or if you're Simon Sinek, the first start with why. Like, that's, that's the change that matters. That your heart has changed. And whatever it is, I don't know. I'm just kind of working it out. Like, I hear you say that, and I think about my own life. I started in Worldwide, Worldwide was all about the externals. Mm-hmm. And I learned that, it was sort of like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, know the right stuff, and if I'm being honest, they were pharisaical, and then I made myself in that pharisaical image, you know, that's what I copied after. Um, and I do find a tendency to focus there. I
1: know. It's yes. a human thing. I if, think. We're, if we're looking at that, then we're looking at the wrong thing, too. Right. We're it doesn't start there, student, right. like You need to do some introspection, but focusing on ourselves, <coughs> just focusing on the sin management, you just... it will right. never work. It's just Even if work. you
2: do produce something, it'll be Isaiah 60. You'll, you'll make dirty rats yeah, right. if you do make something. But don't you think it's Martha and Mary, right? Of course. So it works are good. Serving people's good and right. Learning is good and right. You just don't want it out of place. So start with I love you, Lord. And get full of that. What you're saying I think is right. Be in his company, tell him how much you love him. Right. Listen from him how much he loves you. Give thanks and all of that stuff. And with your heart all full, so to speak. Yeah, really then you're in the right place to uh, also train your mind. because, you, Like you were mentioning last time, you have to do that. In fact, it's a command to renew your mind, too. Yeah. But if you start on the externals, you can be a Pharisee. You'll be dead on the inside, and yeah. you'll, you'll have a false sense of confidence in all of your works yeah. and achievements. And Well,
1: you just reminded me of um, a story I'm that I read I'm that's crazy. exactly all of our experience can with that. So if something happens. Let's let's just say um, I'm at a dinner with friends. All kinds of stuff is going on in my head. All kinds of thinking about all kinds of sin inside myself. I'm judging people around me, um, and then the next morning I decide to repent of those things. Oh Lord, I'm so sorry of those things, which is good. But then now how am I going to deflect against that? You know, and finding ways to cleverly, you know, like. Produce a fig leaf from the hide. From yeah, love. You know, yes. it's like instead of just yeah. choosing to say "I love you, God," forgive me for those things. I renounce right. them, and I just want to move past that. Yeah, yeah. Considering our, considering the like, how to fix things like that? How to find the right vocabulary for that? I think of what my I've sinned again. About. How can I how can I navigate around that so that because the flesh will always find the way? Sure. Michael was talking about last
2: time our goal cannot be to not sin right that's not our job like we don't get up and go oh I'm not gonna sin and I'm not gonna do this sin and that sin you have to have a positive goal and if you're like if your eyes are fixed on Jesus and you know how much that he loves you and your goal is to walk with him to enjoy his company and let him enjoy yours Mm -hmm. it fixes your motives on a lot of stuff Yeah. And then I think the rest of it sort of flows from there, if that makes sense. Yeah, you had
3: read the, uh, or Shane read, the admonition, which is about hope, and that kind of reminded you, so reminded me too, of when uh, we're given the instruction to have, you know, the means and the capability to give and account for that hope. And I think. The hope is that if it's the anchor of our souls, that's where um, that battle is going to be determined. If you're, if you're wanting to do like what John said, you can't say you love God and you don't love people. You can't be like the Pharisees, like Shane is mentioning. It's like we do all these things and we look a certain way. And it's, they are doing stuff. Like they, they have accomplished a lot. But it doesn't mean anything. It just is an outward show. And they weren't people that were filled with hope. You know. They were people that were filled with pride and fear. And the things that they did, they did for selfish reasons. They had nothing to do with hope. Yeah. Hope-filled people yeah. are sacrificial. Hope-filled people right. are able to recognize that God's grace is there always. And it when you when you have your hope. Secure and you and you are clear about it. Then uh, you know the your motivations then are stronger, and you don't. You know it's it's not like you have to figure out like how should I love this person. You know you you already your mindset is already towards that because your hope is set in the right place. Your hope is set properly. And when that is set properly, then you're able to do the things that we're reading there. You know, we're um, we're given... Uh, that it's a very, very interesting way that Jesus refers to us where He says, you're salt and you're light. You are light in a dark world. You have been given, all of us have been given, you know, all these gifts and things, but... Um, Above all of that, I think, is just the fact that it's like we are capable of living like hope filled people, which is um, changes the way that we handle circumstance, changes the way that we handle, um, you know, just the day to day trivial stuff people notice, changes the way you handle really big things, too. But I think that's part of how you keep from being, you know, sucked into that. I do this because I'm supposed to. You can do that for a while and if you're able to keep going then you you end up being someone like a Pharisee. Yeah. But most people wash out. Most people are like, well, yeah. you know yeah. it's yeah. like again I'm doing the same thing. It's like I really really am trying to, you know, follow this code and yeah. you know, you know how it goes. It's
5: like going into a marriage and saying, like, my goal is to not cheat on you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's a good goal. I mean, it is a it is a good thing to not cheat on your spouse, but it's like we've been watching a lot of Married at First Sight because I love it, and the couples that he does he binges it on it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, the couples that have that goal of not upsetting each other don't do so well. Mm-hmm. It's the couples that really strive for intimacy, and they and strive to, to know each other, good, bad, and ugly, that do the best. Even when they hurt each other, because you can move past that. I, I don't really have all... There's not a lot of value in relationships that tiptoe around each other, and where the goal is just to, just to not hurt each other, or just to not... Uh, offend someone. Of course, we don't want to offend the people that we love, but that's not the primary purpose of that relationship. That's not the primary goal of that relationship. And I don't think that God would design it that way if it was like that with Him.
0: It's interesting because, like you said, the goal is not to not cheat on my spouse. The goal is to love my spouse with all my heart. And the other stuff you know, uh, those other things just come along with it in the same way we were talking the other night. It's like, you know, the word says that uh, you will. You, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. They will not be a burden. Yeah. That does not mean do everything you can no. to keep my commandments. It means yeah. love me. Yeah love me yeah. and this other stuff comes it's just oh, how it is that's right. what Jesus was saying and that's that's where it, it has been twisted for me he from might as well own.
2: say if you love me you won't want to hurt me yeah and its if you like love it, me you it want comes stay along with, with it it's yeah. like
0: I when I got married there were a host of things that came along with it like I am devoted to her I will serve her you know it's just like and, and she it's just like those things came along with it we didn't have to sit down and say, we're going to work really hard at serving one another. We're going to work really hard at being faithful to one another. We're work really hard. It's like, no, we love each other. Those things came along with it. So I think like being obedient to the Lord comes naturally when you love Him. It's just part of that. Um, you were speaking about will a little bit and it reminded me uh, in David Goggins biography, autobiography, he talks about the difference between will and will. Uh, motivation, not move. It's like motivation and drivenness. You know, if somebody can be motivated to run a marathon, that means they're going to wake up, go outside every day and practice. But if they see it's raining, they're going to come back in and say, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. The driven person may open that same door and see it raining, shut the door, go in and get his coat and still go out there. You know, it's like there is a difference between driven and motivated. Um, you know, just simply being motivated is not enough. I mean, it's like... We, you know, we have a purpose-driven life. If you've read that book, it, the, the driven is the part, to me, that really, it, it's almost like a ball, a ball rolling downhill. It's like there is inertia, and you can't stop it unless something's physically going to get in the way. So when you're driven, it's like you, you've got the momentum, you've got the inertia, you've got the, um, the history where you came from to, to motivate you and drive you to keep going. And so even when, in times like this where, you know, faith is difficult for me. I don't have faith in a lot of things right now. I don't have a faith in a lot of things that I used to. I have to, when you talk about hope, it's like hope to me is that breaking case of emergency thing, you know. And it's like we've broken that but hope is the thing. It's like I can stand firm on the hope that this is true, that right. the hope that this is this way, that the hope right. that He is the way He is. Right. Because I don't have the faith that He is right now.
2: If you don't mind my contradicting me, that is a faith.
0: Well, it I mean, is. You're, but you're saying, but, saying this. I'm you not saying it, I don't have faith. It's just like just having faith that certain things are the way they are. It's like my faith is more in the hope that they are right now. Yeah, which I, no. yeah it's all yeah, a, I faith.
2: I, I'm really not disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm only saying I think that it's stronger than the case you're making. I think you have more faith than you're giving
0: yourself credit for. Well, you can have faith in the hope is, is, is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. So.
3: That reminds me of uh, like what it says, Abraham and hope against hope people. Yes. You know, it's almost like a. there is a way of like I really can't mentally understand that <laughs> I can just cling to like well, you you
0: you that hope. Yeah, you cling to those hopes and the things that you are are true to you. Yeah, sure. Like the things that you know, you know, or, or whatever. It's like I know that Jesus lived on this earth. I know that he was crucified. I also know that the Bible has very many prophecies towards that predating crucifixion they they, they explain crucifixion they say yeah. they yeah. prophesied sure. he would be crucified in this way before Isaiah it ever 53. existed yeah. so it's like those things and then the validity of the gospels I, I have a foundation in that truth and I believe what, what the archaeologists have found and sure. things like that and sure. yeah there are just like at the end of mm-hmm. Mark things that were added later that were probably added because it needed to solidify the way the church was at that point mm-hmm. which may not be you know, it may be an error, I don't know. But I, I, I have the other things that I know. And so it's just like, because there is some foundation in that truth, or what I believe, uh, everything else is just like, I, I hope, this. I hope this. I, it reminds me of mm-hmm. Lord I do believe but help my
2: unbelief. Yeah, it's exactly. Or right. from yeah. faith to faith. I was trying to think of the, the uh, I think that's how we do, right? Because at what point do we just know everything with absolute certainty? I was about
3: to say there's always going to be a nature of conflict there. The thing, and I think that's the idea because it kind of goes back to what Sandy was talking about is that it's the um, I think it's the the acknowledgment that uh, you're not you're not having to remove all of that, and then in order to be pleasing to God, it's not like when the, when the guy said that, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. He didn't say, Well, if you don't believe, you know, it's like right. I can't help you. You know, right. he didn't react that way. And I think also um, th- there's a lot to be said for for knowing. Not just hearing about it, but knowing that God will allow you to be put in situations and allow you to have to face certain thoughts and feelings uh, that you're not really capable of understanding why at this point. I that's that has helped me a lot, where it's like it's almost like the Lord is saying the same thing he said to the disciples. You'll understand hereafter. You you That's almost you, always you the can't way of me. you can't the fact that you're in it is necessary. Your ability to understand it is not there right now. That's just one of the things that uh, Bill Johnson says a lot is it helps me where he's, he kind of points out that God is interested in process. We think a lot of, in terms of outcome, outcome, outcome all the time, you know and, but when we're saved, we're still here. Why are we still here? you know what I mean like why right. did, did was the cross enough yes so what are we still doing here you know, if it's not for process if it's not for mm-hmm. us to grow and to learn things and to be put in situations that and for who we are in other people's process exactly. too. Yeah. Yeah, really so the, the, the idea it's good to be outcome oriented that is good but it's also good to recognize a lot of the times it's like the, the process of that you're going through in order to get to that is so important to the Lord. And, you know, it's, we all are you know we're experienced in knowing what it is to be confused about something and then to see it brought to light later. So it's not like we're naive when it comes to that, but
0: it's just like when you're running a marathon. You're, you're focused on the process because it's painful. You're yeah. Running well, the miles, but you at a certain know.
3: point, you're God. going to get in that spot Goggins talks about a lot yeah. where you forget. Yeah. Where all really you have the mental capacity for is like processing what's happening right in front of you right then. Yeah. And none of it's good. Yeah. It's not, none of it is good. What is going on in the moment, it's all bad. Yeah. So, um,. Uh, I think the, the ability to know, like, that is going to come, you're going to have those moments, you just have to get through them. And, and understand, it's like, on the, on the other side of that, you need to understand the Lord better, you understand your place with Him better, you, there's there's benefit to it. I think that's the one thing, like, the trick that we get, that we fall into sometimes, is that it's like, this is not good, and what's the point, you know? Anyway.
2: Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but one of the things that helps me so much is I'm constantly going back and I'm renewing my understanding of what those who went before me went through. Because it's not different. You know, when I'm up against something that just looks impossible and it feels impossible and I'm undone, I see what David went through. And the Lord gave me a record. He gave me so much information on his life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And yet every time you see it referred to thereafter, it talks about how he was a man after God's own heart and how he loved him. But if you look at Joseph and you put yourself into those shoes and you think, what's it like when I've done everything right? Like all I've done is be right. I'm faithful. I'm faithful as a son. I'm faithful as a brother. And as a result, then my brothers hate me then. They want to kill me then. They sell me for into slavery and my life is hell. And then I'm lied about in the new place where I'm just a slave. And I'm in prison and I'm forgotten about by those people that I help in prison. Well, how can that be if God loves me, you know? But the more that you see how God works in their lives and you think about what the outcome, I think about something that Michael mentioned in a message, which is directly from Joseph, which is what he came to know after the fact. He didn't know it going in, but he knew it the moment that his brother showed up. And he saw he was in a position now, because of his hell, because of that, to preserve life. Well, who's to say? You know, whatever personal hell that we've all gone through, I I bet everybody in here has kicked themselves at least a little, or felt like, well, what was all of that about then? Mm -hmm. None of it's wasted. You know? Why should it be different, in other words, in our lives, than it always has been for everybody? And that's why, Seeing that record is extremely valuable. Well, so it I can't put it in front of myself enough. You know,
3: laying hold of the hope as well. Just kind of an interesting thought. You know that you actually uh, it is available at times to lay hold of. Yeah, the one
1: thing that's been on my heart so much that you just reminded me of, and you just—it's something there. uh Nothing is lost. Amen. Nothing is lost. And like the first thing I thought of was, sorry to put you on front street, Chris, but like your situation breaks my heart. You know, you didn't control that. That's how you were born, you know, and you have to live like that. And that's not lost. That's all that all the misunderstandings we have with people that we can't reconcile. None of that stuff is lost.
3: Yeah.
1: My God, I mean, all my awkward moments and all that stuff, losing children,
2: That's the thing, man. Like, when you want to talk about, Brian, getting down to real brass tacks, like it's dark and the stuff that you used to lean on, you can't even find it anymore. And you're like, okay, what's the one thing? What can I count on? Like what's real or what's true north or whatever? That thing for me, since I've been saved, has been uh, God is faithful. Just that line, God is faithful. Because i found that he's taken me to places I didn't want to go, I would never want a person to go. And way beyond, like you think, okay, I can take it up to 10, but then you go through 20 or 25, and you're like, when is this ever going to stop? I see him redeem everything, every pain, just like what Sandy was saying. He's never failed, not one time. Now, every I haven't seen everything come to fruition yet, but if he's like that, I'm saying through these... Historical lives, and he's like that through the history of my life, from the time I was saved. Now I have a reason to hope. It's a living hope. It's alive. Like Galatians 2:20. How do I know Jesus lives in me? Well, I've got 30 years worth of a record now. I mean, things may challenge me. Things will challenge me. Just to be brutally honest, things will challenge me. You know, you'll find yourself as a disciple in the boat, and it doesn't make sense that you're about to die, because after all. You're just serving the Lord. Why should we be out here about to die? Or Paul, when you're given a job, okay, go preach to the Gentiles, but P.S., all your time's going to be spent in prison. How are you supposed to do that? How do you make sense out of that? But every time, God works it out, and it's better than what we would ask for. So, I mean, that's bedrock for me.
1: You know? I mean, I that can be challenging, I think, sometimes, because, you know, like, take what, what Treeon is going through. It's like that's a loss. That's the most painful thing I can even imagine. Um, especially with her age, Twilight, or golden years. It's like this is this is not that time. But this everything came crashing down, and it seems like it's a loss, and it's just not. It's not actually, you know. And I sometimes, but I might not experience healing here. It's okay, because it's not really lost, you know. Yeah. And. It's hard going through what I'm going through. It's is simple this and what Trion, I just can't even just blows my mind. I, I can't I can hardly even think about that. Um, I don't even know how to process something like that, but it's not lost, you know, and I'm not trying to be cruel like I hope that there's some type of reconciliation that can happen, but what well, do you think of the greatest
2: tragedy that ever was? That's Jesus on the cross. What's more tragic than that? Who was better and who was ever hurt worse? How tragic is that? To mock and spit on and to break into pieces and to publicly shame, love in the flesh. But our hope is anchored in that. The triumph literally came from the greatest suffering. And it's not different for us. It's just not.
3: Well, I mean, like the promises that... You find in, in Isaiah or you know, Jeremiah, some of these you know, things that, that um, have been written so long ago where the Lord is saying, I give beauty for ashes, you know, or you can, you can say, one, one of my favorite
2: instructions from
3: the Lord is, let the weak say, I am strong, because that tells you like a lot about how God thinks. Because he's acknowledging that they're weak. It's like, let those who are weak say, I'm strong. <laughs> and uh, that's different than, you know, just realizing, hey, I'm strong and believing it. It's like, that's not, I mean, where it starts is kind of like the, the just funda- fundamental, like, bedrock hope. Where it's like, well, I can at least hold on to this. And then, you know, God is then able to minister just as something as simple as just saying that that truth, you know, I believe that I am strong, feel really weak, look really weak. Jesus was the strongest.
2: All All indications are weak. He did it the same way. way. Casting 40 days and 40 nights, he put the devil down. Broken like he was on the cross, saved us. That's the way he works.
0: Well, about, yeah. Does um, somebody want to prepare the food and uh, dismiss this uh, service?
1: i not feeling led to have Chris do it. <laughs> 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 she
0: raised her so, hand. Uh, <laughs>
4: Dear Precious Father, I come before you. I just want to give you thanks and praise for all that you do for us, Father. And I just thank you for a day that we can come together and just fellowship and be in your presence. And be completely content with just being near to you. I ask that you bless us nourish our bodies and our bodies to your service. And I pray that you continue to heal all of our wounds and just bring us closer together.